Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. And it is my divine pleasure to bring you this radio show each and every week. And as you heard the infomercial at the beginning, it's brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. And the uh, July issue of Spirit Seeker is online at www.spiritseeker.com. And there are some really wonderful articles this month. Uh, there's the top 10 nutritional ch- tips to transform your life. There's a great article on pay the farmer, not the doctor. Um, and more and more you will be seeing Spirit Seeker bringing you healthy eating tips, etc. And the last Tuesday in July, I'll be interviewing Chef Adam Graham, who is the uh, who is the author of the Complete Idiot's Guide to Raw Food Detoxing. So, of course, you know he just simplifies everything and makes it easy. So this, um, I want to mention some of the different events in the Midwest that we are sponsoring. We work all throughout the Midwest, and we're also uh, working further than that now because we have so many readers uh, that are throughout the U.S. and into Europe. But we will be supporting as a co-sponsor. The following events will be at the Transformation Conference by Dolores Cannon uh, that will be in Arkansas and. this conference is always phenomenal, and you know Dolores has the Ozark Mountain Publishing, and she works with authors throughout the U.S. and she also has the U.K. division, so she is, you know, her finger is on the pulse of everything that's going on with, you know, anything to do with transformation, shall we say? Let's just leave it at that. And um, and then in addition, we will be at the Bhakti Fest, the second Midwest Bhakti Fest, which starts tomorrow and goes. Um, through the weekend, and then uh, also we supported Amachini's visit to the Midwest. She will be in Chicago uh, the um, right now, actually, and she'll be there through the 4th. So lots and lots of different events that we are a part of, and um, we're just really happy that, you know, so much is happening and that Spirit Seeker is a part of it. Now, tonight we have a two-hour show, and the first part uh, will be with Beatrix Quintana, who is the, uh, my guest the first Tuesday of every month, and Beatrix gives us the wonderful tools and tips to, to manifest using the moon cycles, using the astrology, using you know, just all of her wisdom in helping guide us through the changes that are happening uh, right now and how best to use that energy to make our lives happier, healthier, and just clicking shall we say. And uh, so we'll be on the air from 7 to 8, and if you would like a reading uh, from Beatrix, all you have to do is push 1 on your phone, and my producer will put you in the queue, and we'll read for as many people as possible um, after we uh, discuss, you know, just you know, what's going on during the month of July with the energies. And then the second part of the show, um, and I want to really thank the guests that are on the second part of the show because last week, Blog Talk, uh, that is located in New York, all the lines were out because of all the storms that were in the Midwest that then moved up east. So um, we're just really grateful that everyone was able to rearrange their schedules and be here. So we'll be hearing about the KC Metaphysical Fair, and we will have um, Sylvia and Gigi, who are the promoters of that event, and um, and 
Stephanie Forcier, who is an Akashic Record person. So we'll be doing readings to give you a sample of what you can expect at the Casey Metaphysical Fair. Then we will go to the ZenFest uh, energy, and that uh, will be dance, music, energy, once again, the theme of healthy eating, the more you can grow your own or use organic vegetables. Um, so they're covering it from everywhere, every area uh, with the ZenFest. So I'm really excited about the show. So without further ado, Beatrix, are you there? Hmm. Okay, she'll be coming. Let me, Around the mountain, right. yeah, she's not quite here yet. Okay, all right, so until Beatrix gets here, I'll tell you just a little bit about her. She is an author, she is an astrologer, she is a fabulous uh, jewelry maker. She has a company called uh, Spirituality on a String, and she just creates these amazing gemstone jewelry pieces that um, are fabulous. And I've known Beatrix since, oh my gosh, I think it was 1995 or 96 when we first met. And she has published a book uh, called Living by the Light of the Moon since that time. And uh, she she's a brilliant astrologer. She's very gifted with the tarot. And I could go on and on about Beatrix. So, Nate, when uh, when Beatrix arrives, just send me a text if you would, please. Okay, so um, so I'll just keep talking until Beatrix gets here, but I know she's coming because she's put it all over her Facebook page. But, um, you know, when I first met Beatrix, I, I just brought her to St. Louis as many times as I could. And then, you know, in 1997, uh, I traveled to Sedona, which is where Beatrix was living at the time. And we taught this amazing class uh, called Balancing the Vortexes Within, and we really worked with all of the different attendees with learning how to hear that inner voice and knowing when to be in action, which is the yang side of us, and when to be in introspection, which is the yin side of us. And for so many people, when you're used to being more yin or more yang, learning to find that amazing balance, uh, there, there are there are some challenges to it. And, you know, there are times when people think I'm a total extrovert, which I am, but there are also times when I am an introvert, which means you'll find me in the garden, you'll find me uh, reading books or cooking, and um, many of you know that I will be out of the country for two and a half weeks coming up next week, and uh, so to prepare me for my Spain and Morocco visit, I made a a Moroccan tangine tonight, which... (laughs) I'm sure my son's going to be, what are we eating? But um, but that's kind of, you know, the way that I balance my life. And you know that I'm processing when I'm reading a book or cooking in the kitchen. It's, it's, it's my way of uh, balancing all of the other energies. So um, I cannot do what Beatrix does, but I. Um, but what I can tell you is that in the Midwest today we had weather that almost dipped into the 50s, and by the 4th of July, in less than 48 hours, we're supposed to have 85-degree weather. So the earth changes that have been happening are just, you know, pretty wild. Um, That's for be- sure. Oh, there she is. Hello, I've Beatrix. I've been here for about five minutes. Oh, Lord. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Producer did not see your number. I apologize. Um, But Beatrix, what is going on? You know, I know you talked about the solar flares last month and all of that, but what is going on right now? Oh, God. I know. It's like crazy. First of all, there's a lot of planetary action right now that is pretty much um, overwhelming in the sky, and um, you talk about earth changes, well, 
for the last two months, we've had a lot of planets going over a fixed star that deals with low vitality and earth changes, where the earth is depleted of a tremendous amount of energy. And I don't know if anybody else can identify with this, but it gives the humans that are walking on the earth total um, exhaustion. So because when the earth is off balance, we are because we're physical. We get off balance. And um, so that's actually going to stop now that uh, Saturn, I mean, now Jupiter has moved into Cancer, which then begins to, um, well, it'll still affect the water, but it's going to, um, we have so much activity in the Earth, which is why we're having all the fires and the floods and, you know, there's just sort of a rerouting of um, Earth energies that are asking us to take care of our bodies and to pay attention to the physical world and um, to assist the Earth in rebalancing. We just had Mercury go retrograde. You know, Beatrix, will you talk about that? Because so many people freak out. Oh, my God, Mercury's going retrograde. I'm going to go hide. And really, if you would be um, well, enlighten us with the good aspects of Mercury going retrograde. Well, when um, Mercury goes retrograde, it is a time when we get to uh, cleaning out our office when we take a look at all our communications and we see where we can revamp them and we look at all the decisions that we've made that we may like or not like and which ones we want to advance and go forward and which ones we want to, um, you know, redo uh, it's retrograde in Cancer. So when Mercury goes retrograde, it's like the finger um, of God gets stuck on the hold button. <laughs> and everything comes to a, a, a halt so we can do a review. And when it's in Cancer, we have a review on topics such as women's issues, um, your home, your family personal nurturing programs, things like that, that uh, it's time to refresh your body and nurture yourself. And uh, since also Mercury rules contracts and it also rules travel and any kind of um, traveling device or even your high-tech communication devices, generally when it goes retrograde, those things get in trouble. I mean, they, you know, they uh, they need repair. I saw somebody's um, uh, Mercury retrograde statement on the 
dashboard saying that all of her appliances went out. Um, there's a lot of electricity that gets involved with mercury. So sometimes we have power outages. And I think that you said last week there was one. For the first you time ever. The right. First, well, we at first the lines were working, and then all of a sudden they the craziness that you were on hold and then you were just gone, and then all of the lines with Blog Talk were knocked off, and then by the time they you know there were the storms that came through the Midwest that hit New York, and um, so then eventually they came back on, but it was way too late you know um, to try and do the radio show. So I mean, I lost so much never. hair that week. I, I pulled my hair out. I just. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that that voice was Nate, the producer, when you know we had like eight people who were on a panel of speakers for last week who will be here the second half of the show. But it was just all the this energy of you know trying to reach all the the, the guests and you know and then the listeners were like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, it definitely messes up lines of communication, you know, because Mercury is the messenger. And you can always tell what the message is when you see what constellation Mercury is in. So right now he's in Cancer, so it's all a good time to look at issues related to your home or your family, miscommunications. So it's funny because Mercury's because it's a communication planet, um, it seems like the general public or mass consciousness is always aware when Mercury goes retrograde. But right now we have Mercury retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Pluto retrograde, Uranus retrograde. Oh, wait, no, Uranus hasn't gone in yet. Neptune retrograde and Chiron retrograde. So that is a lot of planets going up in the sky all... You know, they don't actually go backwards. They sort of, they just don't, they appear to be going backwards. And so it gives everybody a time when the planets are retrograde uh, to work on, um, you know, figuring things out for themselves in what area um, the planet rules. So Saturn retrograde in Scorpio, we've been um, confronting our fears and our betrayals and um, our fear of loss, our powerlessness. We've looked at uh, control dramas within ourselves. How can I transform and heal? So we've gone way deep. And then you want to direct new energy uh, so that you do not involve controlling others. Now, that goes out of retrograde on the 7th. So then you have Pluto retrograde, which um, creates all kinds of financial issues. And um, then you have Neptune retrograde, which ask you to look at your illusions and where you have <clears throat> perceptions of things not working out according to your fantasy and so you face your disappointments. And then Chiron's retrograde and it asks you to heal your past. 
So you have all that happening, and um, and it's it's a lot of old news to be dealing with, and a lot of saying goodbye to the old. So it's really uh, tricky, and then we have all these planets in water signs, and so there's uh, an immense amount of um, experiences that are going on around water, you know, with the flooding and and uh, all that, and water rules your emotions, so the emotional body is greatly affected, and what else do we have happening uh, the one good thing you have going on is that um, Venus, the party planet, the fun, fun, fun till Daddy takes the T-bird away planet, is in Leo. So if you can take time out to have some fun and um, visit your friends and find some humor in life and allow yourself the creative process, you will enjoy yourself. But that's just one planet out of, you know, the whole gang of them. That's just amazing. And this is the year of the water. So, it's you the know. water snake, yes. Yes, yes, the oh, snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which so is all about transformation. transformation. Yeah. So the whole water concept, the element of water is transforming. And we're actually becoming quite aware of water. There's droughts a lot of places on the country, and then there's um, there's also overflow. So you can really look at how that plays out for you. So you've got, you know, <clears throat> when I look to yourself, you know, where am I drifting off course? You know, my water takes the line of least resistance, or where do I want to flow? There's a lot of questions, you know, to ask yourself during this time. Now, water, you know, this overflow of water uh, brings on, you know, a new kind of feminine on the planet, and um, on August 29th, we're going to have a grand sextile, which is actually called the Saving Grace sextile, which is all about um, sextiles bring blessings to the to the earth, and they're going to be six sextiles and six trines and three oppositions, making a huge tetrahedron. Um, in the sky with the with the planets, and you can expect tremendous amount of healing to come forward, blessings to come forward, inner awareness to come forward, and the um, the whole idea of this is to allow for the um, the grace to come back to the planet and heal the political and ecological and social orders. So these are some things that are, you know, actually there should be quite a lot 
of things happening between July 29th and August 3rd when the sextile shows up. I mean, it's ne- I've never in all the years of studying seen anything like this astrologically. I mean, it's one gigantic geometric form of, <clears throat> you know, six-pointed stars, one of them going up, one of them going down, uh, just like the tetrahedron. And seven planets are involved... And they're all in earth elements with, I mean, water elements with a couple of earth. And all of these are feminine planets. So you can expect some major miracles to start revamping on the earth plane at this time. But until then, it's just like every day is like true to its own identity. It's like the consistency of life is not like it used to be. We used to have event structures where you could follow a certain pattern. Well, it's just not happening anymore because we have to be, be born new every day as the sun comes up. And as the sun comes up, it creates for us all kinds of new experiences which we are having. So the consistency is to live in the moment. That's all there is. Just live in the moment and do what's in front of you. So if something, you know, you have total plans and then something changes with that mix and you're yeah. with your family or friends, you just flow with it. It just changes and instead of... And what you're required to do is accept and adjust. You've got to adjust. Okay, this is happening. Okay, this is unexpected. (laughs) So I'm going to now adjust to it. If you resist it, it will get worse. So you have to learn to be like the water and flow. Okay, so let's talk about manifesting with the moon cycles this month because in the middle of all this other emotion and <laughs> and reevaluation, you know, I mean, the Mercury retrograde, I I actually once I got it that it's a time to reflect, renew, you know, let go, you know, re rethink things and it's just like this this energetic pause where you just have to really do your life review. If you not have to, but you choose to, and that's really to me the way of you know working with Mercury retrograde. And once I got that, it's like okay, so if you have electronic things, you know you can expect it because you know there's a lot of energy around electronics and Mercury retrograde. Mercury is all about communication and speed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also about decisions, and it's about the mind, and um. It's dealing with using the power of thought rather than letting the mind mess you up. So you want to allow yourself to uh, reevaluate your your thinking patterns. You know, it's really a, it's really a great time to get organized and to clean out your files and and you know updo your office and. 
And uh, but you don't want to go buy any new technology. You don't want to buy a new car. You don't want to buy plane tickets. You know, or or do any uh, traveling. You uh, you kind of want to stay close to home and reorganize. Well, Beatrix, when does Mercury go direct? Because I am doing international travel. I'm leaving one week from today on the 9th. Well, honey, you will be traveling during a Mercury retrograde. With my daughter, who's an Earth sign. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and, and loves to be dramatic. So it ought to be interesting. Oh, and we're going, wow. we're going. you know, Spain will be fine, but, you know, Morocco is, is, an, is an unknown to me, and I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. But it's also Ramadan, and, you know, it's, it's a really intense time to be traveling. I had that feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, you're leaving on a day that numerologically it's a 10-day, so it's all about the future. So you're obviously... Um, going to get a new vision for your life by going on this trip does go direct on the 20th. When are you coming home? Uh, the 25th. Oh, good. So you'll travel better on the way home. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you won't get as many delays and those kinds of things. Yeah. And it really is a seek and find mission. I'm I'm going to be taking a group. Spirit Seer will be taking a group to Spain, Italy, uh, and possibly oh, Morocco. Wonderful. Yeah. So this will be next year. So this is a seek and find, and just really, you know, cultivating where I want to go with the group next year. So um, in that respect, you know, it's just my daughter and myself, and and you know, uh, it, it should be fun. I would imagine anything you do, Cindy, has fun <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> so you'll be you'll be fine. Okay. So you want to just allow yourself the privilege of living in the moment and don't get too overly invested in a schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's just even planning it has been interesting because. You know, I'm working with different tour groups, you know, because I want to see what kind of tours they offer so that I know if I'll be happy next year using that particular company. So we have a lot of that, but then we have a lot of unstructured time, too, which is, you know, my my thing is, you know, I like traveling where there's a lot of space to create and be in the moment. So, okay. You know very well. So the key factor is, to allow yourself some adjustment room because with Mercury retrograde and you meeting these different, you know, companies, your plans may rearrange several times. And instead of getting your, you know, panties in a wad, so to speak, allow yourself the the privilege of... um, being spontaneous. And yes. so if they can't get you one day, then go to the flea market or go do right. something fun and then meet them the next day. Right. I know. It's it's just so interesting when you do international travel, so much of your mind gets unraveled anyway. And That's true. I know. I know. So, Beatrix, how do we manifest this month? You know, we have our new moon, we have our full moon. Let's talk about the moon cycles because... You know, this is Beatrix's other just amazing gift. Um, how many years, Beatrix, now since you've been doing the manifesting with the light of the moon? Uh, since uh, 1998. Okay, all right. So that's a long time. 
Anyway, that's how many years the Moon Book's been going out. Um, it goes out every year. We're I'm in the middle of 2014 right now, so um, it's uh, it's quite something to look at the difference in the year, the climate of energy in the year. But as far as your manifesting is concerned, this month on uh, June, July 8th, you have the new moon, and the new moon is when we manifest or we co-create. So, and it's Cancer is loaded right now with a lot of planets, so you've got a lot of activities in there to put forth your ideas or how you want to plant your garden. So, you know, and when the sun is in Cancer, it's at its zenith. So you're actually, pardon me, moving yourself into your full potential right now. So what you want to do is, you know, as you sit down with your wish list, you really want to look at, um, where you are headed and does that really fit your full potential and how you can get there. So you would want to make your wish list <clears throat> uh, based on, you know, how you see your garden growing, in other words, and where do we need a little uh, fertilizer and where do we need to... Um, sort of cut back the bushes. Do you know what I mean? So what you want to look at here is cancer deals with mothering. So here you are going on a mother-daughter trip. So you'll be uh, manifesting a new relationship with your child. And you want to put it out that that reaches a full potential of, you know, love and whatever else you'd like to be put in there. But you would... A look at how can your family read its reach its full potential in the way it relates. You'd look at your home. I'm sure I don't know in California the real estate market is flying high and moving back. I think we went in my area 28% increase um, last month. So you're going to see real estate score. So if you're into anything to do with the home industry you may want to put some manifest lists on, you know, what you want, how you want your home to reach its full potential. Where do you want, what do you want to do to advance it? You may want to bring in some new color. You may want to redecorate or you may want to fix it up and sell it and do a, a flip to another home. Now's the time, I'll tell you. So anything that deals with the house, you know, your home, your house, better homes and garden themes, family dinners, dinner parties, nurturing, um, you know, uh, allowing yourself to explore new ways of eating food so that you nurture your body rather than just stuff your body. And... Uh, um, your relationship with your kids. So this is a more personal new moon, but this is what you would do. Now, you would want to 
look at the way you are as a mother and then how you would like to improve that and then where you are with your mother and how would you improve that improve that so these are uh basic things of this particular moon and then we move down on to the 20 and so that flows from the 8th to the 20 Second, and then in the twenty-second, we have a full moon in Aquarius. Oh my! Okay, now that's always a rocky one. Anytime you have a Aquarius in the mix, you need to know that spontaneous events are going to occur, and this is where we look at um, our rebellion, our need for freedom. Um, and so you would be working on releasing the rebel in you and learning how to accept freedom without fighting for it. Do you understand? I absolutely understand. So, and that's like one of the main goals. Aquarius is all about also your community, the new wave of the future. How is your team you know, that's in support of you and your projects. How would you balance with that? What? How can you find your most unique characteristic and advance that? So with the full moon, you'd be letting go of anything that stands in the way of your freedom um, without rebellion, I want to say. <laughs> and that's the trick. So we have a lot of freedom fighters on the earth right now fighting for their freedom. And it would be wonderful to bring a newfound, peaceful way to be free without war. You know, my son, um, Noah, just came back from Israel uh, for three weeks. And he was with the same camp group and another, well, the, the kids from camp and then there were 45 kids all together, some were from, you know, a group in Florida, and a lot were from the Midwest, and, you know, he was really amazed at, you know, even though he understood that everyone in Israel, the youth, commit to two years to to being in the Army, um, male and female, he was just really just surprised at the, um, you know, the, the what they'll do to fight for their freedom. And and he said, and, and, you know, he was just, you know, I don't know, something about the military really, you know, uh, struck him. And he said, you know, Mom, he said, you just don't realize how good you have it here in America right. until you're somewhere else. That's right. Well, that's wonderful at a young age that he had that experience because we are truly blessed in America. And there was a time here where we did have to. Um, fight for our freedom. So, and we have been the home of the free. So, it's important uh, for a child like going on that trip to really realize that is quite amazing. And maybe he can come back to America like he has with a newfound awareness. And that can, you know, during these times, uh, educate others on what he found out, you know, just by sharing what he learned. Yeah, he already has, even just with friends. And, you know, and they, they volunteered on three different kibbutzes and, 
you know, and some mm-hmm. one of his friends says, well, what was that like? And he said, basically, it's communal living. And he said, it's, it's just, I mean, he, he likened it to um, almost like, um, I forget how he worded it, but he said, he, and, some, and one of his friends said, well, did you like it? He says, no. He said, everyone has to do what, what the group decides and everyone yeah. works together. <laughs> and, and, you know, this is where, you know, his little thing of, oh, yeah, two years, they all volunteer and all that. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't think I'd like living on a kibbutz. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and they harvested, I forget how many, there were 45 of them going through the fields and, and picking the tomatoes and, you know, just doing the tomatoes, you know. And, I mean, it was just phenomenal, you know, what he learned on this trip. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. So, wow. We're in it here, and we need to be more grateful. Right, right. And learn to establish, you know, positive patterns of change versus, you know, the the warring ones. Right. And working in a community is going to be, I think, become more and more evident as we go through the levels of time that are approaching and there needs to be a new formula attached for it where every person on in a community gets to be like the star of their own individual pattern and contribute from that rather than um, where the, the best use of talent is used among the group. Uh, which is a lot different than everybody has to do what everybody else wants to do. Right, right. And, uh, so well, and that full moon coming up, you know. Yeah, that full forward. full moon. Because Aquarius is, you know, the words that rule Aquarius are I know, and then the whole humanitarian part mm-hmm. of Aquarius. So that's just beautiful that that will be, you know, this month, full moon full moon in Aquarius. I just think that that yeah. couples this whole new moon perfectly. Yeah. You know, focusing on your own, like, family and your own constellation, shall we say. And yeah. then going from that out with more, you know, global. Very okay. Good. All right. So, listeners, if you uh, would like a reading, all you have to do is press 1 on your phone. And we are going to um, take a call from Linda from California. Linda, are you there? Hello? Hi. Great. Welcome to the call. Oh, um, is it me you're talking to, Linda? Yes, <laughs> yes, <Okay>. Linda. <laughs> it is yeah. your time to to ask a question. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I um, my son has just taken a brand new job. Instead of sales, he's into management, and he's going to be a, man- a sales manager at a whole new um, company. And I'm just wondering about the energy surrounding that, if it's the right move for him to um, leave a very, too. very good position of, in sales to this uh, new kind of iffy new project that um, a whole new company is happening. So just wondered how. Well, what I, I got for your son is a very powerful new identity. And this is an extremely wonderful, um, we were just talking about when the sun is in cancer, that it's zenith and we go into our full potential. And I can see that this potential 
for him moving from sales to management is extremely powerful for him. It brings a new identity. It brings his mind to a new point of usefulness, and he's very sharp with people. He's He's got um, a way with words and a way with people that will be very inspiring. So I think that just from looking at the cards that I've pulled for him, okay. is that he's on his way to a whole new uh, level and a new potential that will be very powerful. I think so too. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. And you know, Linda, he is so used to setting his goals and hitting his target that he will be very inspirational and will be a mentor and role model for many of the people on his team. I mean, he has huge, huge leadership skills. Yes. Cool. All right. Very good leadership. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Thank thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. Okay. All right. So isn't it interesting what can happen when, you know, all of this astrology just shifts and moves, and here we are, he he gets to shine in a whole new way. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people will be doing what Linda's son's doing, where they're going to jump shift into new arenas and new potentials and um, new homes and new areas. There'll be a big migration occurring on the land, and in the corporate world and in the neighborhoods, and you can expect a lot of movement in that area because there's going to be a lot of adjustments that will put people in positions to co-create that are much more powerful. It's wonderful, just wonderful. And that's that's the flow that Beatrix was talking about earlier where, you know, when you're really listening, you know, when, when we're resisting, you know, things just get challenging. And the whole thing is once we we just allow our life to flow a little bit more, these wonderful opportunities can come because we're more open. Yeah. Okay. So Very we're going to now go to Florida. We have Carla uh, from Florida. Carla, are you there? Hi. This is Carla. Hi. How are you? We're We're great. And I'm an Aquarius. I heard what you guys said about Aquarius. I love my. I love being an Aquarius. Okay, that's good. With a uh, Gemini rising and a Taurus moon, so. I know. Uh, You're you're balanced. There you go. I have to have that Taurus moon, otherwise I will be constantly talking to the walls. Oh, funny. What is your What is your question? Uh, my question is, um, what do you foresee coming in the near future? Um, I know that uh, I've been told and my guides keep on telling me about an opportunity or things are going to drastically change for me in my career. I was wondering what you you are picking up on it. Well, whatever the change is, I see that it's going to put you, you know, as an Aquarian, you need to be be a creative influence. Mm-hmm. So I feel that there is a very creative opportunity for you where you will be able to use that influence. And I see whatever this this, this is that's coming forward bringing you a lot of abundance. Mm-hmm. see a lot of, you know, wonderful 
good uh, abundance around you, lots of flowers and trees and money and comfort and um, just an ability to receive a lot of great wealth. Okay. Do, do you know approximately when the opportunities will start coming in? Well, I, the tarot works on you. I'm using the tarot card. Oh, okay. It works on a very immediate vortex. So I would say, you know, you can't really define time from the world of the psychic because it's beyond time. But I would say that it's not far away. Yeah. Pay attention. Okay. Wake up um. to all invitations that have come your way. Um Make sure you check job boards and, you know, get yourself out at network meetings and, you know, put yourself in the arena where things are happening mm-hmm. um, because it, it's not far off. Okay. Actually, yeah. and I see a younger man with um, blue eyes like the ocean uh, around you that will lead you to this creative uh, position. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, out and about. Yeah. And Carla, the 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 only thing I want to add is that you have been calling on your guides and angels, and you're to be um, uh, commended for listening. Mm-hmm. You know, but the but what Beatrix was saying about going outside and you know being connecting with the nature, it's really really important for you right now with mm-hmm. this shift that you're wanting to take. You know, you mm-hmm. called it in, you called it in, saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, guys, angels, what do I need to listen to? What do I need to change? Where do I, you know?" Mm-hmm. And so you you've opened this dialogue of trust, and the next level of that is really to like look up at the at the full moon. Look up at the new moon, you know. Just really connect with nature in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Because I and I have to be outside, and it's really super hot in Florida, like almost 100 degrees. So with <sighs> high humidity, so it's really hard to be outside. Um, so and plus now we got storms constantly. But um, and the being inside is like I feel like I've been stuck in a you know a bottle, you know, and you know, like a genie in a bottle can't yeah. get out, you know. Right. So I, I'm a nature lover and just, you know, that's just yeah, I know where I have to have that balance because that keeps me going as the nature. Well you're on the right track and Beatrix, oh. you know, saw good things and here you oh. go. You're 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 and even being on this call is divine, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're saying, Okay, guys and angels, what else can I you know, where else can I get help and advice yeah. to, you know, support me with my yeah. intentions? So that, you're really that's doing my well. Thing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Bravo, bravo. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> right. Bye bye. So Beatrix, it's just, you know, isn't it lovely that the first two calls were about career and jobs and I mean, you know, this is, you know, a fabulous energetic time. Yeah, it is. It's really marvelous. I mean, for that, if you allow yourself to go with the flow, you will be so surprised at where you end up. You know, it's like we're all on a a, a canoe that is, you know, in the river of life, and it's if you let the canoe follow the stream of consciousness and bring you to the new places that are available to you, you'll be so amazed at what um what where you arrive on the stream so to speak because it will bring you to 
um, new places that are far more exciting than what you could have ever thought of. Right, right. And that's the magic and the trust. Yes. All right. So we have Amy. I um I I think I'm not sure if this is Amy from California, but we have Amy uh wanting uh, uh to ask a question. So Amy, are you there? Hi, Cindy. Hi, Beatrix. Hi, happy Amy. Birthday. Hi, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, that was. It's been my birthday this whole week. I've been celebrating it like Beatrix suggested for a whole week. The only thing is, is I started the week before. <laughs> That's so, so great. Okay, so what is so, your question today? I wanted to know um, what to focus my energy on. I I haven't dated since since my divorce. Well, since 2010. So I I don't know if I should focus on getting a job or dating or I've just been focusing on being a mom. <laughs> okay. You're supposed to be able to uh, do all of it. Or the other, Amy. It's everything. So let's just look at the energy of, of the energy around you and what you need to embrace. Let's look at it that way. Okay. So it's very important for you right now to allow for yourself to have emotional fulfillment, and so what that would that would be very good for you to concentrate, you know, or set your intention to have a life where you are feeling like you're manifesting um, love and friendships and good mothering and good family. I feel like you need to hold the circle of life and make it be a circle, not a straight line. Like the straight line would be, well, I'll only do this, which is look for a person. All right, you do that. No, you want to do, I want you to hold the circle that includes everything in it that you have a sphere of influence on. So okay. uh, be be more whole in your approach to your intention. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. So, you know, the universe is not limited. So, you know, okay, universe, I'm ready to receive my new love, I'm ready to receive my new job, I'm ready to to open my family up to a new level, I'm open to allowing myself some happiness. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah, you have love all around you, and yes. it's just it's just uh, taking it to a new level. But you know, Amy, this is so interesting. I'm seeing you doing some kind of work outside. Like, have you ever thought about working for a nursery or some kind of like even being a, a guide for tours or something? But it's something definitely outside. It just feels like that's good. That would be neat. Um, there's the John Muir House. I well, there's I think you have to be a ranger that to work there. But um, I, you know, there's a oh, there's a florist that I contacted that I worked for in high school, and they, but it's not outside. It's they have a shop, and but if, but you'd be working with the elements of outside because plants and flowers and everything grow outside, and you know, it's just it just feels like this is a time for you, like Beatrix was saying, 
manifest in all areas. You know, love for you, love of a job that you really like, love, you know, being brought into your son and, you know, your your world in a whole new way. And, you know, your heart has been healing. I mean, you've got the healing heart card and you've also got the mother healing card. And it's just showing that you, multi-generational, you know, like you as a mother, but you in relationship to your mother, a whole lot of just feminine energy coming in. That's true, yeah. So, all good. Just, you know, just don't contract. That's the big thing right now is no contraction. You know, instead, expand and flow like we were talking about. I don't know if you were on earlier, but if not, you can listen um, to the archive show. But it's all about flow right now. Yes. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Beatrix. Yeah. What other words of wisdom do you have for us tonight with everything going on? I mean, you know, there's a lot of emotion. You can feel it, you know, with a lot of people oh. right now. There's a lot of emotions, and I think that's really good because we've spent so many years, you know, uh, hiding them. And, you know, Seventy-five thousand years we've been living under the umbrella of logic, and now we're opening to the creative world. And so, all the things that we have kept shut down in order to survive with the age of reason are just like waiting to come out. You know, it's the the floods on the land are just symbolic of. You know, what's been underneath the surface that's coming forward and, you know, ready to flow. So my suggestion to people is to really, you know, face their emotions, um, be around people that are compassionate uh, in their heart that would be willing to understand you on an emotional level. Um Open up your heart in ways that will allow for the parts of you that the age of reason you justified keeping those shut down. And the way the energies are right now, you shut down, you're in deep yogurt, so to speak. And it's important to look to see, okay, wait a minute, how am I feeling about that and and being willing to share your feelings without judgment. Remember the third world we suffered so deeply um, and those times are over. It's time now to allow for the soul to unfold and um, share itself and experience life from a creative process rather than a reasonable one. Then I would expect a lot of people on the planet to have uh, breakthroughs, a lot of breakthroughs. But remember, chaos comes before creativity. So we've been sort of in a chaotic phase as we learn to adjust to um, living creatively rather than reasonably. So it's a, it's a whole other ball game we're playing. 
we're in kindergarten and we're learning how to do it. So it's it's important to place happiness as your goal instead of making large amounts of money as your goal. You know, allow yourself to go towards what brings you happiness and then you will realize that you have everything. Okay, so it's a different... There's a different motivation on the planet. And so things that used to feel... um, I used to feel victorious, you know, accomplishing are much different now. And you can allow yourself the privilege of a, a, a creative process which will fulfill you rather than one that um, is about conquering the world because that doesn't make any sense anymore. (laughs) It's living from the inside out rather than the outside in. So as we make these changes, we establish new paradigms of relating with each other and with doing our work and um, moving socially, making advancing our awareness in ways that we can make this world a better place. It's like a real renaissance that's coming forward, allowing for a new quality of life to appear. So pay attention to when you do something that you used to do, that made you happy and you come away feeling empty. It's like, okay, what was missing? Um, how does that make me want to rearrange my my plan for life? You um, know, Beatrix, it's funny that you said that because, you know, you've known me for a long time when you know that um, I started the Holistic Expos in 1996. And at that time, you know, people didn't know what Reiki was. You'd say Reiki and they'd be like, what? You know, and, you know, that I did that from 1996 until, you know, last year. And that was the 27th conference. And, you know, I've just been asking for more guidance on what, what it is, you know, that I'm to do next. And, you know, it wasn't that I came away empty, but I just knew that it was time for change. And what's been right. beautiful. You don't want to make it wrong. You just want right. to expand it to another level. Right. And so with that quiet and with that questioning has come, I mean, you know, I think we're supporting 15 different expos in three months all throughout the U.S. And, you know, and, and you know, the second half of the show tonight is working with, you know, two conferences in, in the Kansas City area that, you know, have have you know, just they do great works and, you know, working with Bhakti Fest and, you know, uh, the founders of Bhakti Fest and all the musicians and the yoga and the, you know, the kirtans and all the beautiful devotional music, you know, that Mm -hmm. lifts so many hearts in yoga studios throughout the world. And, you know, we have David Pramal coming to Chicago, you know, and David Pramal came to to Kansas City and, you know, 600-something people showed up, you know. It was like, you know, I mean, it's just... It's fabulous times, and if I hadn't listened, I would have been, you know, know, very busy right now instead of relatively calm for, you know, what I have coming up. And, yeah, yeah, I just knew. I just knew it was time to, you know, listen and do things in a different way, and I had no idea we would be this involved, though, with so many different wonderful events. But um, but it really is. It's it, you have to listen, 
you know, mm-hmm. and go into the feminine, you know, before you go back out into the masculine of action again. Exactly. So reroute the course. Yeah. You know, the so course I, the river is changing, so <clears throat> that whole paradigm is going to open us, open us up to new new ways of doing things. So, and the key factor is you don't want to make the old way wrong. You just want to move beyond it, take what you've learned from it, like you did with your your uh, your uh, events that you put on, and now they're turning into festivals. So you take a huge metaphysical fair and turn it into a festival, you have a definite evolution. Do you understand? Right. So it's a whole other ballgame that's, opening to the creative process rather than the information that was needed in order for that. You use Reiki as an example, but yoga is another one. I mean, the craze. It's all changed. America. Yeah. I mean, where the, the little beach town I live in, there must be, I'd say, I live in a little town that's about, four blocks long, and there's probably 40 yoga studios. Oh, I know. But, but that's the body. I mean, that's that's California. They're, you know, they understand, and, you know, and, and the, you know, the Shakti Fest and uh, the the Divine Mother, you know, I mean, all of it, you know, it's all from Joshua, Joshua Tree, California, you know, but it's like, but but it's 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 hit it hit it zenith. So Beatrix, I I, I want to thank you so much for being my guest, and I know um, you have two websites and you have a Facebook group. But if you go to Beatrix.com, B-E-A-T-R-E-X.com, um, I'm I'm thinking they can find their way to everything, or is there a better site? Well, the websites are two different things. One, um, one's devoted to the moon, and that's called MyMoonBook.com. And then the other one is Beatrix, B-E-A-T-R-E-X dot com, and it's sort of a potpourri. Uh, that's where you can see the events that are coming up that I'm producing, and um, there's a tarot reading on there that you can do for yourself every month. Um, the planetary movements are on there, and uh, uh, my books that uh, deal with other things besides the moon are on there. So, okay. Well, all of that is there, and just thank you so much. And Beatrix, I'll, I'll if you. I don't talk to you before, then I'll talk to you the first Have part a great of August. Trip. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for the wisdom. Okay. Go enjoy all it. Right. There's nothing better than Spain. I'll tell you that. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm, I'm uh, excited. Okay, all right, well, sweetie, I'll, I'll night share. night. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. Bye. So, Listeners, that was the brilliance of Beatrix Quintana, and um, she will join us the first Tuesday in um, August. So um, so this is our, our two-hour show. We are going to segue into the second part, but before we do that, I just want to mention that there are several ways that you can support um, the Spirit Seeker weekly show. Uh, number one, if you want to be part of our email list, you can send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and then we will uh, send you an email letting you know about the radio shows and all the different events and when the magazine is online. And uh, we allow people to advertise on our list, but we do not sell your name to a list, so it is sacred sanct. The other thing is that if you uh, 
um, like the show on uh, Favorite. It's actually called Favoriting the Show on Blog Talk Radio. It just lets the people in the sky, the blog talk people who watch over everything, know that more and more people are listening to the show. And yes, they look at the stats, but they also like to see engagement. So if you favorite the show, that lets people, um, you know, it just reaches reaches more people. And they, they we are a featured show now with blog talk, and that is because of all the listeners and you favoriting the show. So I really want to thank everyone for that. And then the other thing is, is that we do accept donations for the show. And you we have a... Um, uh, you can send an email to Spirit Seeker or you can um, make a donation through PayPal to, um, it's actually Cindy, C-Y-N-D-E, at spiritseeker.com. And we just love being blessed in all different ways and it just makes everything possible. Okay, so um, we're going to go into the second part of our show. We are going to hear about the KC Metaphysical Fair that is coming up on July 13th and 14th. It is um, a wonderful event that happens every single summer, and it is put on by two women who are powerhouses. So, um, Sylvia and Gigi, are you there? Um, I am. Gigi, I don't think, is. Okay. All right, and and then we also um, have another guest tonight. Um, Stephanie, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Hi, great. Okay, well, so glad to have you, and thank you for contributing the wonderful article um, to Spirit Seeker and readers that was in our uh, June issue. And Stephanie is a master of working with the Akashic Records, and she's going to be a speaker uh, at the conference. So, um, so we're going to go to Sylvia first. And Sylvia, how long have you been doing these metaphysical fairs in Kansas City? Well, this is actually going to be our seventh one. I did not realize we had done that many. But, yeah, we're in our fourth year. It's our seventh one. We do them in July and November. It's always the second weekend in July and always the weekend before Thanksgiving. So what was your vision when you first started pulling these um, fairs together seven years well, ago? Well, I'm going to totally blame Gigi for this, even though she's not here. So maybe that's better. It was really her idea to do this. She thought... Um, we were talking with a friend of ours, and out of her mouth came, well, how hard can it be to put one together? Well, okay. So then we started researching it and doing it and finding a space, and we know tons of people that, you know, are in the community. So um, actually the vision really for her was really about bringing community together, not just Wiccan things, not just people that did energy work, but kind of all that metaphysical stuff all together. And I think you've been pretty successful. You know, you have psychics, you have artists, you have crystals, you have jewelry, you have books, you have, um, you know, many, many different readers of, of every, you know, kind, um, Reiki and products. And, you know, let's let's hear about the mix for this upcoming. Um, the mix is really very eclectic. I mean, there's some old favorites, obviously, Frank the Bookman, everybody knows. He's going to be there, obviously, Stephanie. A lot of readers um, you've seen before. Uh, Karen Follette, uh, a lot of artists. We've got uh, Natasha Kiefer, who's actually won some regional awards for her art as well. Oh, I have a piece of hers in my kitchen that she uh, painted for me at the last expo, not even knowing she was doing it, but she, she captured the essence of Cindy Meyer and, and that show. I mean, her work huh? is just amazing. It is. She's going to be there. Um, Susan Prout is going to be there. And uh, Julie Marie is also an artist. She's going to be there. So a lot of art. Um Readers, of course, tarot, uh, Lenormand readings, which has really taken off in popularity, uh, mediums, clairvoyance, etc. Um, 
there will be people there with all kinds of products. We've got a lot of natural body products, a couple new folks. Um, one's called From the Earth Naturals, and another is Wild Child. Um, they've got a lot of new products coming into the, into the area. just seems like a lot of people want more natural things, and a lot of them are based on, like, say, your astrological sign or different things like that, so it kind of ties really nicely. Um, obviously, jewelry, jewelry. Uh, crystals, gemstones, Cindy and Dennis, of course, with Osh, the big crystal skull, everybody, jade skull, everybody knows. Oh my gosh, I love, you're talking about Joshua Shapiro? No, Cindy and Dennis Smith. Oh, I they have Josh. they okay. have Osh. They have the skull's name is Osh. It's a big jade skull, ancient James jade skull. Oh, oh those yeah. crystal skulls are just mm-hmm. you know people say what is a crystal skull and you're like, don't ask, go experience. Exactly, and they always have a bunch you can sit with as well. So that's very neat. Um, some you know ritual tools. Uh, RuneWorks makes some great ritual tools. Um, handmade wands, staffs. Athames, that kind of stuff. We actually have a chair massage person this time back with us. Oh. Um, also, I guess another artist would be um, Tammy and Sherry with at the Healing Place. But they do kind of a smattering of all sorts of things. They have artwork. They have jewelry. They do Reiki, cranial sacral, lots of stuff. Just a, a, just a ton of things. Ricky Utech, who you know, will be there, of course. Oh yeah. Did you redo? Yeah. Right. Um, right. Great. We've got a, a gal that does henna. Um, Shay Moyers is going to be doing her spirit gallery. Um, you know, just a lot of a lot of people. Um, God, I think that's probably a pretty good smattering for the mix there. Tie dye stuff. Um, right. And there's a Facebook page. Um, if you just do a search for the Casey Metaphysical Fair, you will find right. it. There's a there's there are two pages, and you know, summer 2013 is the one you want, and um, it has all the information on there, and then. Um, you know, you have you have free talks and everything that are included in the ticket price. Exactly, we have uh, we have free workshops every hour, and that schedule just got put up. Like you said, you can go to either the Facebook page that's the event, um, you know, the event page, or you can go to Casey Metaphysical, and it will link you to everything under the sun. Uh, Facebook's really apparently it's easier for us to get updated than it is for our um, our website. So, but uh, we've got workshops that range from. Smudging, psychic protection, how to work with crystals and gemstones, astrology. We've got somebody that's going to be doing toe readings. So oh, yes, how we've fun. all heard of palm readings, but toe readings. And apparently, this is just really cool stuff. Oh, I have had them. Casey Miller is the one who teaches this, and I. Okay. Um, this is Julie she, Marie doing this, do, doing right. these actually. Yes. Yeah, but Casey Casey Miller is the is the guru in toe reading, so to speak, and it's fascinating. You know, she's trained almost every, um, and she's empowered other teachers now. But but the toe readings, um, she has studied. They have studied the feet of famous people, and they can tell. Like you know, when I when I had my toe reading, I've actually had two or three over the years, and um, and it's just phenomenal. You'll see like people waiting in line to have their yeah. toes read. And it'd they can inter- tell. Right, it'd be interesting they, to see your toes being red now after the whole accident last year. Oh my gosh! I know it's different. I mean, mm-hmm. I've broken both of my ankles, and and I can tell you, in both cases, my toes were very different. I mean, it it just is. It just you know. So yeah, you're you're right. It would be interesting. So yeah, but um, no. but 
they can tell by if your toes are all scrunched together, then, you know, your life is more compressed and it's, if it's a little more open. And it's fascinating. And, you know, they've done studies on it and they've read famous people. And it's just, you know, it's like everything else. It's a, it's a path to, to understanding and wisdom. So that's fabulous that you're going to have a toe reader. It's going to be, I know, I think it's going to be really fun. There's going to be a mandala and Sulfugio vibrational workshop. Meditation and workshop. Um, Susan Pratt just wrote a book and a coloring book based on that, so she's going to do a workshop with that. And then, actually, we've got something really very different. Um, There's a scouting organization called Spiral Scouts. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's kind of a pagan, eco-friendly alternative to, say, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. Interesting. And there's, there's some gals in town who have decided that they are going to start a Spiral Scout um, troop, chapter, whatever you call it, in town. And so they're going to um, be doing that uh, here. So I think that'll be really neat. Um, there's going to be a free informational meeting on that at seven on Saturday. Kids are totally welcome because it's the Spiral Scouts are for kids from three to eight years old, eighteen, three to eighteen years old. Wow. So yeah, and it's gonna. It, I think it'll be really interesting. There's a lot of parents that want their kids in some kind of organization that they can do sort of alternative things and learn about crystals and learn about Reiki and learn about smudging, and this would be the place for that. Well, you know, these are the crystal kids. You know, the kids Mm -hmm. that are growing up now have come in with psychic gifts, and you know they're they're very clairvoyant and they they want to understand and you can't really teach, treat them like little kids either because they're just much more aware and you know there are teachers in many ways I think these kids that are coming on the planet right now and you know that's fabulous I mean that that is just fabulous because you know when children learn they they teach us even more oh, exactly fabulous fabulous yeah, well, going to know something about that soon yeah. So let's let's segue right now to Stephanie. Stephanie Forcier is a certified teacher and advanced practitioner of Linda Howe's Pathway Prayer Process to Accessing the Akashic Records. So, you know, Stephanie, why don't you tell us, for, for just act like people do not know what the Akashic Records are so that you can, you know, really, you know, let the listeners hear the power of accessing this information. Certainly. Well, the short and simple answer is that it's the vibrational record of the soul and the soul's journey. Um, How I like to describe it, um, even though people think about it as a record, is it's everything that's happening at once. So when I access the Akashic Records, or anyone does, you're accessing basically the power of now, where time kind of loses the past, present, and future, and, and you see everything happening at once. That's not to say that you don't get timelines sometimes and that you don't understand the order of things, but um, it's a very powerful place from where to align with yourself, to understand what your soul's purpose is, to know and trust yourself completely. And that is my mission in working with clients and teaching classes is to help everybody in aligning with their highest self and with that power that um, that they innately have, and trusting that and using that as a guidance in their life. So um, there's many ways to describe it. You probably heard it talked about as a hall of records. Many people sense it and see it and hear it and know it in different ways according to their special gifts, talents, and abilities. So it's open to everyone. Absolutely everyone is has access to the Akashic Records should they choose to take that journey. 
Well, <clears throat> and you will be, are you giving a lecture as well? At, yes, you are. You're give, what is your lecture um, on? Normally, I do do a talk at the KC Metaphysical Fair. Um, this year, I'm going in, I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy and getting close to my due date. So I'm going to be staying off my feet and just doing sessions. But typically, what I do um, at the workshop or the lecture is, it's more of an interactive thing than anything, is I speak of the Akashic Records. I give a little bit about the history, how I learned the pathway prayer process from Linda Howe, and um, just a little bit about, you know, a brief description of, you know, where did this all come from, what's the history of it. And then actually what I do is, in those workshops, I will lead the participants um, in opening their own Akashic Records. So everybody would open their own Akashic Records together who's in the room, and then we would, I would facilitate um, some sort of guided practice. Um, typically that involves each person asking the Akashic Records questions and being willing to receive the answers, getting in tune with the energy, and then sensing and receiving the information. So it's a really neat way to get your feet wet into into that. Well, and it's just, you know, the way I've heard it explained is that, it's, you know, it's like this great hall of records, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, Deepak Chopra uh, was talking one time about, I forget, um, I heard him speak, and it was after one of his books came out, I forget, but, but it was so interesting. He was taking the ashes of his father um, up to this place in India where they store the ashes of all the different uh, members of your family, and when he went there, there was this man who was kind of like the, the, the person that, you know, you checked in, you know, everything when you got there, and he said, well, um, would you, and he had known Deepak's father and grandfather, and he said, well, would you like to leave a message for your children, your grandchildren? And he said, I don't have any grandchildren. And the man looked at him, and he says, but don't you um, think that you will have grandchildren? And he, and, and he says, he said, well, I would love to have some grandchildren. And he said, well, wouldn't it be nice for you to write a, uh, a note to your grandchild before your grandchild even arrives? And so he did this. And then not that long after, he became a grandfather. I mean, this man obviously kind of saw into the future with him. And I just thought how phenomenal that was for someone to know the history of the family and, you know, and know what was to come, so to speak. <laughs> and um so when you when we talk about the Akashic records, you know, it just to me it's just this this vast storehouse like of this spiritual and um, you know life life lessons so to speak from all the different lives. And Absolutely. I don't know if I explained that well, but but that's kind of what I envision, just like this you know vast uh, knowledge that's available. Yeah. yeah, and what I've seen really come forward because a lot of people are interested in you know past life connections and the future what going to happen. And what I've really seen come forward from the records um, is a past life or the knowledge of the story, whatever level of detail that is, for that person, for that client, for their soul, if, if it is something that's impacting them in the now, in their life now, it will be revealed. And if there's some potential future situation or a potential future that is has very strong probability, at from the perspective of right now, that information and energy will be revealed for them. But it's always in alignment with their highest good. Right. 
I mean, it's just fabulous, you know, all the different, mm-hmm. you know, tools that are available to us right mm-hmm. now on, on planet Earth and, you know, all the different mediums. I mean, I just attended the Afterlife Conference two weeks ago, and, you know, the the, the mixture of the people at this conference were doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. counselors, grief therapists, people who worked in some arena. But, you know, here are these mediums right next to an ER doctor, you know, talking about how can we best help someone crossing over and help someone understand that, you know, life doesn't just end when you die, you know, that there's yes. there's a continuum, you know, and there, there's, you know, there's no way we would have the Long Island medium and all the different shows, you know, um, you know, that are on, on TV now and the fascination, so to speak, with, um, with being able to communicate with the other realms. Absolutely. And I love the diversity that you're mentioning, Cindy, because that is all present in the records. And as we expand and as our consciousness expands, so do the Akashic records. It is all connected. And so it's just lovely what you're mentioning because all those different types of people and personalities and the ways their soul shines can be brought out, you know, to its highest potential by working with the records. So it's just a lovely process. Well, and there were nurses too, and there one of the um, one of the panels was, you know, one of the panels actually was discussing wouldn't it be fabulous if we could have a, a medium in the emergency room, you know, mm-hmm. working side by side with everyone, and you know, and of course anyone that's ever worked in an ER is like, right, you know, you have total chaos with you know trying to like keep the person here, but. And, you know, and then they were talking about, you know, people in hospice and how, you know, how to help, how to help, you know, the hospice workers understand about, you know, the continuum of life. So it, it's just on the on the minds of a lot of people. And there were like 300 people at this conference, and it, you know, it was packed. Dr. You know, Raymond Moody and, you know, many other people that um, are are just, you know, understanding that there's just so much more to understand, so to speak. So, um, so listeners, we are going to do some uh, readings uh, in this last part of this interview. Um, so if you would like a reading, all you have to do is push one on your phone, and then my um, producer, Nate, will let me know, and then we'll bring you on to the air. But I do want to mention that the website, um, you can go to the, as I said, the KC Metaphysical. You can search that, and you'll find that group on Facebook. But you can also go to um, kcmetaphysical.com. You That's can, true. Um, it's not quite as up to date. I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, so, so really, the Facebook page is fabulous, Sylvia. You did a you've done a great job with it. And um, I want to mention that the the um, fair is coming up. It's July 13th and 14th, and the 13th is from 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. and then Sunday 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. And the location is at the Holiday Inn in Overland Park, Kansas. And you can find a dollar off coupon in Spirit Seeker um, in, in the ad. And, you know, we mentioned all the different variety of um, of different people that will be there. So um, so if, uh, if so if there's a question, go ahead and just press 1. But, you know, Sylvia, tell, tell us just a little bit about how you have seen the, the, the fair evolve and change over the years. Because... You know, taking on the challenge of, well, how hard can it be? And I heard that sigh. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> you know, it 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 was kind of actually okay, um, honestly, because we already knew so many folks in the community, so it wasn't really that hard to find, you know, especially readers interested in doing the fair. Um, it's really interesting, though. Sometimes, sometimes the fairs are really reader oriented. Like everybody comes in, and they seem to want readings and guidance from people. 
And other fairs, they seem to more be more about product, like they want to buy stuff. Right. So, um, and w- you would think, you would think that it would be the holiday fair, the one in November, where they'd want to buy things. But sometimes that seems it's not always consistent. But that seems to be one, a lot of times where they want readings more. I, I don't think know if it's because it, of the stress of the holidays coming up or what, but. Well, and it just could be that you know they're they're okay. The holidays are coming up, and I'm going to give myself the gift of insight before every moment is, you know, consumed. Because, you know, between Thanksgiving and and January second, it's just this whole energy of, you know, I mean, I mean, and I try not to get caught up in it, but. I, it just invariably, you know, with all the different parties and all the different, you know, very yang things in the middle of a winter, which is, you know, winter is more of a uh, a time to go within. But um, but I think that, you know, also you everyone knowing it's that weekend before Thanksgiving, that has to be working in your favor. Agreed. I mean, I think just there's so much going on um, all times. One of the reasons we picked the summer is because there's not as much going on but there seem to be a lot of things, a lot of uh, fairs and stuff happening around in November. So, you know, maybe that's why there's some difference. Who knows? Yeah. So we do not have a caller. They're listening tonight. Um, now, I know there's some listening because they've said it on our Facebook I page. I know, I know, They're I know. lurking. I, yeah, so my producers let me know. So you're being hey, shy Cindy? tonight. Yes. I do have two callers. Uh, I was just screening them while you guys were talking about my back. Oh, so <laughs> This is no... <laughs> Uh, I've got Nora from St. Louis, and I've got Cat from Kansas City, Missouri. Which would okay. you like first? Well, we'll take we'll take Nora since you mentioned Nora first, and then we'll uh, go to Cat from Kansas City. So right, Nora from St. Is. Louis. Okay, thanks, Nate. Hello, Nora. Hi. Hi. How are? Welcome to our call this evening. And you know, Sylvia is normally in charge of the event, so she doesn't get to do reading. So it's a, a treat that we have, you know, uh, Sylvia and Stephanie both here to to help. So, so what is your question this evening? I guess I, I had a little bit of questions of, of, on the Akashic records. That's relatively new to me, and um, I heard it mentioned that uh, whatever information in the past that's relevant to the future uh, it would be something that would present itself. That's correct. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, so, is this something that you're able to do um, on the phone, or is this something that um, I could also schedule to do? So, yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, the process that I use is called the Pathway Prayer Process, and it's quite an involved um, prayer that I read to actually access the records, which I don't currently do on the radio, but I do set up sessions um, usually over phone, Skype, or in person if you're in Kansas City. If you're not, we do phone or Skype. And the energy holds the same no matter what modality we're using to communicate. So this evening, um, what I'm doing, if you do have a question, I'm also an angel intuitive, and so I'm kind of using the guidance of the angels and my angel cards um, to help answer any questions that you might have. But it is correct that, you know, anything going on with you right now, we would be able to see the whole spectrum of past, present, and future all in one your all at once in your Akashic records. And any information that's most pertinent for your soul will be presented. Okay. Um I guess I had a question about my life's purpose, my incarnation, mm-hmm. the purpose that um that I had come to do. 
Um, and I, I have the idea that I've come to help or nurture people. And um, is this something that you also sense? Definitely. As soon as you start speaking about your life purpose, um, what I saw was just the color green, beautiful green in all different hues, um, which tells me that that is really um, coming from your heart chakra. And so you're leading with your heart with this gift. Um, Do you have a specific direction that you're aiming towards for how you share this with others? Um, I'm in the process of, of becoming more of... Um, a conscious, mindful life coach, and uh, I'm in the works on that. It's not quite finished, but um, I also have my aunt that I'm learning under, and it's my hope that uh, within the next couple of months I'll be able to uh, go in that direction as far as a career. And I'm also, the card I pulled for you is Answered Prayer. So I just wanted to mention that whatever hopes and desires that you have around this direction, they um, are being and will be answered. So I think it's all about just keeping the focus and the sight on how you want to serve others from your heart and just embracing those gifts, talents, and abilities that you have. Um, do you have um have you are you have you come so far as to think about like a business plan or a name for your business or anything like that uh the Alohana program it's mm. uh based on Ho'oponopono ke Allah and mm. that is the, the path of making right more right and uh I'm also working on some developmental steps that will help empower people so uh, as far as the name is concerned, we're looking at Alohana program. That's beautiful. Yeah, I get a really nice vibration with that. It's really interesting because I actually was pulling a card when you started, and I actually pulled the tiger card, which is a lot about taking on new adventures. And this is very much, you know, uh-huh. obviously a brand new change and new adventure for you, but it's very much about a passion that you have, and this is something you're passionate about, and like Stephanie said, coming from the heart. So. Yes. Oh, awesome. Oh, this is all terrific news. Thank you so much. Oh, and Nora, ho, ho, pona, pona. I mean, come on. It's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> and it's so funny, you know, I mean, you have to be empowered to, to do that practice, and so how wonderful that you're learning that and, you know, I, I can remember, you know, my, my friend Sandra Ray has done Ho Pono Pono for many years. You know, she studied with the Huna Masters. And, you know, it's interesting when she does, when she's facilitating it, you know, I've had as many as 150 people in a room when she's doing it, and she does it herself. And I remember someone coming up to me afterwards saying, as many times as she's facilitated this, you know, how is it that she's doing it too? And I said, are you yes. kidding? You know, she teaches it, but she practices it because she knows the gift and the power of it. So... Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So thank you for calling tonight and great confirmation. <laughs> oh, thank you. And mahalo and alaho. Oh, and, thank and you. And many blessings, light and light. Okay. All right. So I know um, we are getting ready to go into our second part of the show, but we had Kat from Kansas City. Kat, we're going to answer your question very quickly. So are you there? Uh, yes, I am here. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. 
Um, I just, ironically, in that similar style question, I'm entering a life change with a career and going back to school um, and finding that my joy, believe it or not, is bringing the beauty out in people in cosmetology. I cut hair, I color hair, and I'm finding that I find joy on that. And I'm wondering if there's a pull from the Akashic Records of being a creator or anything like that. Am I on the right path? Absolutely. Um, It's very interesting. As you began talking, I pulled a card and I pulled the celebration card. And there's a beautiful angel listed, um, pictured in the card with her arms just reached up, beautifully open. The wings are open. And it's nighttime. And... um, the moon is shining down on the water. So I get a wonderful, um, peaceful, like there's some way in which you're able to really connect with your clients um, through feminine beauty and making people feel beautiful. Um, and masculine beauty, too. I'm getting a lot of feminine in this in this particular angel card. And um, if you are interested in aligning, like bringing kind of your spirituality into your work, that's where an Akashic Records session or experience with the Akashic Records could really assist you in fine-tuning your practice to make it unique, to attract those clients to you who not only want to look and feel beautiful, but also um, want that little extra bit of something, like a spiritual feeling, just a great vibration, um, and you're the person for that in this work. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling, and be sure and stop by the KC Metaphysical Fair, and, you know, stay on the call. We're going to be talking about the Zen Fest next, and these, this is where you want to go, and somehow, you know, whoever you meet, put your card in their hand. <laughs> so, thank you. Okay. Well, I just really want to thank, um, you know, Sylvia for doing the work that she's doing to bring people such as Stephanie and myself, you know, I, I've been a part of, you know, Sylvia's fairs before, and, you know, Sylvia, you're just doing great work, and Stephanie, I want to thank it's you. not you know, alone, you're, believe me. Gigi you know, has I know, to do with I know. It. All the helpers. And Stephanie here is ready to bring a new bright little being onto the planet. So thank you for, you know, in the middle of preparing, you know, to be doing the work and, and helping so many. So um, thank you both. Thank you. Just remember July 13th and 14th, and it's in Overland Park, Kansas at the Holiday Inn, and um, there's a dollar off coupon in the Spirit Seeker magazine. You can read the magazine online um, as well and print a coupon out from there if that's easier. And just thank you both so much, so much. And, and you know, much good luck to you, Stephanie, and Sylvia will be, will be in touch. And tell Gigi hi. <laughs> okay. Will do. Thank you. All right. Okay, good night. Good night. Okay, so this is a very busy show, as you can see, and, you know, it's interesting that last week with the storms, you know, everything was rearranged, but there's always a there's always a reason and divine purpose, you know, and order to all. So we are now going to segue um, to another fabulous event that is happening, um, you know, in the Kansas City area. It's actually in uh, McLouth, Kansas, at a 168-acre Gaia Retreat Center, and this is ZenFest, and this is brought... Um, the ZenFest is brought to us by Chris and Kelsey Byram, and um, they're the organizers of ZenFest, and this is their um, 
well, we'll hear about it, but I think this is their second event. And then uh, we will also be hearing from Stephanie Kuzmar, who will be talking about tapping. And this is that phenomena that is changing people's lives all over. And uh, they'll be talking about exploring vibrational consciousness through drumming. And also, once again, we're hearing about the the different frequency with sounds. So we'll be hearing about tuning forks and sound healing for the bodies, um, minds, and spirits. And then we'll also have Ryan Noble, who will be talking about uh, introduction to contact juggling, cooking with yum, the 12 things that should be in every spice rack, and stretching for performers, and also basic vegetable gardening, growing things to eat. So, um, Kelsey and Chris, are you there? Yes, we are. Okay. Thank you so much for, you know, being able to be here and all the things that you're doing. And, you know, let's let's just hear, if you wouldn't mind, um, sharing what was the original concept um, of ZenFest. I know you have so much energy with dance, music, energy, but how, how did this come to be? Well, uh, the festival started, it was five years ago, and oh. uh, it actually came together, the first festival came together in a month and a half. <laughs> wow. And it, it started from the idea of, um, had so many different festivals of people, you know, would go to workshops and then they'd watch bands perform and then they'd go enjoy the fires. It was just very, a whole lot of festivals that didn't quite have uh, uh, a uh, direct focus, so to speak. Um, since I was watching some of those, I started exploring this idea of creating just a festival that was all about just, all about workshops, just kind of really breaking that out. And as I talked to different people, uh, they really kind of started talking about some of the different workshops we'd like to see. And I started realizing how all of these workshops really tied together with one base core concept, which is, you know, in today's uh, day-to-day life, it's it's so uh, hectic and busy. Um, the idea of sitting down and meditating for some people is such a foreign idea and a foreign concept. But all the different workshops they were talking about wanting to do or wanting to see kind of brought them into a very, very similar place. So that was where the idea and the name came from ZenFest, and it was just based off of uh, all the different ways and all the different things that you can do to still find that same kind of a clear space, so to speak. Perfect. I mean, in, in your image, you know, it's it's like, you know, a woman dancing with, you know, the you can see the energy circles, you know, <laughs> around her. And, you know, and then you have a very zen moment with two different people meditating. So there's movement, there's, you know, the, all of it, and everyone accesses that that Zen in different ways. So I really like how you're approaching it in that manner. Yeah, it's really a focus on uh, basically three different kind of ways that we determine people really got to it. One was that musical aspect, whether it's drumming and and vibrational healing or flutes and didgeridoos, and then another aspect of people that really enjoyed that uh, the more sitting, uh, either sitting meditation, the sazen, or even like massage and reiki along those same lines. And then there was another uh, group of people that were very much about they needed to be moving to really find that clear space. And that's where a lot of the object manipulation from spinning poi and staff to contact juggling and dance, belly dance, things like that. So it was really kind of trying to branch out so that people had as many opportunities to learn as many different things as they possibly could to help them find all the different ways that they can get to that space. Well, and, you know, I mean, I want to get to our uh, the, the other speakers, but, you know, this is very comprehensive, and so many people uh, do not move their body, so to speak. So you are bringing in, you know, the aspect of, of music and movement and also being still. 
Yes. I mean, the, uh, you know, the traditional Zen is, is sitting and meditating, but in the end goal, you should be able to attain Zen, uh, a Zen moment doing anything, whether it's doing the dishes, driving to work, whatever. And it should just be eventually an integral part of your life. Um, so it's kind of uh, jumping forward a little bit. But with uh, 75 hours of workshops, I'm sure we can uh, find a way for everybody. Right. Wow, so 75 hours of workshops. Yes, over uh, four days, absolutely. Wow. Most of them are on Friday and Saturday. And uh, Thursday, one of the one of the things I love the most that we did last year with Thursday night is we actually did like a Zen quest. Where we start off, we did like a labyrinth in the forest, and then we did a um, about a 30-minute, 45-minute hike back into one of the deep uh, ritual spots at Gaia Retreat Center, and we did a meditation out there. And so this is in the dead of night. We started at like 9 p.m. right at sunset. Wow. And uh, then we took another 45-minute hike and did a, a Tai Chi kind of movement-based workshop down by the beach. So, um, you know, that really brought a lot of things in for, you know, just that whole trek. And it was trekking as a group. We did it as a whole group. And I really like the idea of, you know, Zen is that you're not disconnected from everybody. You are connected to everybody. Everybody is a part of everything around you. So. Well, and, the, and the dates are August uh, 1 through 4. And, you know, I mean, ha, this Gaia Retreat Center sounds fabulous. They are. They have a lot of different festivals out there. Um, they've been really good supporters for the event over the whole five years and uh, have just been absolutely amazing for us. I mean, everything from having a, a beach and a lake there to free showers to, I mean, it just makes it such a nice venue. Wow. Okay, so let's uh, we'll come we'll come back to you. Um, let's uh, step uh, forward to Stephanie Kuzmer, who will be um, teaching you know workshops. So Stephanie, let's hear let's hear about your contribution and you know just whatever you'd like to share with us. Okay. Well, hi. My name is Stephanie Kuzmer. Actually, no worries. Um, oh, sorry. And I have an organization called Earth Rhythms Healing, and I started it in 2010. I just had a calling, and um, my life changed in many, many ways. I started uh, drumming on a regular basis, even though I've always drummed and used to drum at Camp Gaia a lot. So I've gone to many festivals at Gaia, and it is a beautiful piece of land, so I'm honored to be doing these workshops. The first one I'm going to be doing is um, on Friday, and it's the Introduction to Chakra Tuning Forks, Sound Healing for Our Bodies, Minds, and Spirits. And this workshop focuses on how... Um, the goal of sound healing is that everything in every moment of our life, is, every action be in harmony with the universal energy field. And so with the tuning forks that I'm going to be talking about, and during the workshop I actually do go over several kinds of tuning forks, but I do focus on the chakra tuning forks. And um, these correspond with our chakras and also different um, frequencies like an Earth Day, or um, that's the first chakra. The second chakra, the frequency actually corresponds with um, the moon and the moon cycle. So um, I go through correspondences for each tuning fork and explain how that when you tune that sound for that particular chakra, you are using all the symbols that you have access to so that you can actually practice getting into the mind of that um, particular chakra. For instance, the heart chakra, the Buddha mind, you tone that that chakra uh, tuning fork, and then the next thing, your mind takes you to that Buddha place, and it works through repetition and frequency. Um, 
Did you have any questions that you might want to ask me about that one? You know, it, listeners, if you have a question, press press one. But what I can say is this: I my first experience with tuning forks was in. Um, the Temple of Dendara in Egypt in 2008. Ooh. And I know, I mean, and, you know, I'd seen them before, I'd heard of them before, but we were in total silence, and each person selected a tuning fork, and then we went up to a person, we tapped the tuning fork, and then we put that tuning fork up to their ear, and then they tapped and put it up to our ear, and we did an eye-gazing in total silence in this temple at 1 o'clock in the morning, I might add. You know, I mean, we our time was 12.30 or till 1.30 in the morning, and I thought, oh, surely we're the last group in here. Oh, no, there was another group behind us. And, you know, since then I've studied, you know, sound healing, you know, in so many different ways. I, I guess I'd studied holographic sound healing before that, but that was with crystal bowls. But those tuning forks are just – Well, this, I mean, this workshop is two and a half hours long, so there's a lot of material in it oh, that I go over. <laughs> that's fabulous. Um, I mean, that is just yeah. fabulous. And then there's one other uh, workshop that I'm going to do, and this uh, corresponds with my love for drumming. I do African drumming. I play djembe and I play dunduns. Um, and I got into drumming seriously about two and a half years ago, and I channeled this workshop literally in 2010 when all the changes were going on. And it took me this long till now to really understand the whole workshop. <laughs> I can understand I felt it. Like it was just information that came through me that I knew that I had to know. We talk a lot about how, um, well, the fact that we have a lot of judgments. It's, it's really designed to show that when we drum together and we focus on the fact that we're, we have an open mind and open being, we not only connect with our own selves and working our right and left brain and learning how to increase the clearness of our mind through breathing and drumming, but also when we group to, uh, drum together, we become a group mind. And it's kind of like what you guys were talking about in the last interview where everybody just gets um, to a point where you're really in the middle of the space, in the middle of the circle. So it represents the whole universe because you have the fire, which is the central sun, and then you have all the people in the circle, which represents the planet. So also the resonance of the drum actually does correspond with the planet Earth. So when we play our drums together, we're really in sync and frequency with the whole planet. So we have access to time in front of us, dreaming ourselves into the future. We have access to the Akashic Records, to all the history of the planet because we are the Earth. So we talk about, I talk about that in the the workshop and also just about how um, rhythm is is important, rhythm is time and how we can learn to time travel through rhythm and see our future in a new way. So it's really poignant right now with all of of everybody waking up and 2012 just happening and us continuing to grow as beings and have a broader consciousness. The drumming by creating all these patterns through rhythm opens our minds up to create larger patterns. So that's really what tapping into eternity is about. Well, and, you know, Stephanie, um, you know, drumming has been often compared to the heartbeat of Mother Earth, you know, the the beautiful sound. So so tell us how African drumming is different than um, other types of drumming that you've experienced. Well, African drumming is particularly interesting because, first of all, it's been used for, for eons to bring Arisha's down from wherever uh, the ether, different spirits through the dancers while the drummers drum. So it's a combination of the dancers, the energy of the fire, and the drummers. And each person's uh, part in the drums when they're playing African rhythms 
is different, and they all fit together like a clock. So you have, you know, three Dunus playing, you have um, several djembes playing, and each person has their part, which creates this rhythmic time, I like to call it a clock, I don't know why it reminds me of that, but it really does help you time travel, literally. And you can slow time down, you can increase time through these rhythms, and you're all in sync because if one person gets off for one second, then the whole rhythm is off. So it takes the whole group to really fit into their very precise spot to create the whole. And, um, you know, of course, with Native American drumming and the heartbeat or if you're doing a mother drum or whatever, um, you're still creating rhythm. Rhythm is the wave. That's where you want to tap into. That's always there. It's just not easy to get to at all times. So the clearer your mind and the more you breathe and the more you know how to manipulate time, the more you have an easy time of getting into the wave of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Well, and sound just reaches places, you know, whether it's drumming or the tuning forks. You know, it's it's all like just reaching these deep recesses of the mind, the body, and the spirit. It is. It really it's cleansing, and it you know it teaches you how to control your thoughts literally because you have to clear your mind to play these rhythms. You cannot. I mean, actually, I have to say there are times when Maybe like in meditation, you might have things float through your mind while you're in the rhythm because you're just so on automatic, but it's not the same kind of questioning. Like you don't question, you can't question yourself because you start questioning yourself, you screw up. So in your, right, because then you're in the linear you're, mind. You're no longer exactly. in, you know, in, in that, that, that groove that, you know, sound creates, you know. Yeah, I'll like say the, one last thing about drumming and, and just that idea of sound and how it really expands. I had an experience um, on the Big Island in Pune last December where I was playing a very large Hawaiian drum that was handmade there on the island, and I was playing a very deep six rhythm, and I literally became everything. I, I, there was no separation anymore. I was the energy, and it was the most life-changing epiphany that I've had, and it was very, very powerful. So it, 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 it's just an extremely powerful initiation to be able to really engulf yourself in rhythm Well, thank you for sharing, and if we have time, we will come back. But, you know, listeners, you're getting a feel of all the the different things that are, you know, being brought together in this fabulous Zen Fest. Oh, and Um, the drum circles are going to be great. Let me just say that as well. (laughs) Now, do they need to bring their own drum, or do you have extra rattles and drums, or or, or does everyone need? I bring rattles, but I would say bring your own drum because I got a little car and a lot of stuff and a lot of drums. If you've always been thinking about buying the drum, this is the time, or or you've had it sitting there and it's not been there used. There will be drum vendors there. Just leave oh, room in good. Your okay, so there, you can buy one and have, you know, in, in feng shui, one of the things that is recommended is that when you go to a festival of this nature, um, you you buy something that is representative. You you take a piece of the ex, you know the the event home with you, and then you know every like you know one of my wonderful uh, space clearing bells. I bought at a Hay House conference many years ago, and I use whenever I use that bell, I always remember you know the energy of that conference and all the different people and, and memories that came together. So so yeah, you can bring your drum, but also come buy a new drum. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for the interview, and I'm looking forward to Zenfest. Oh, Stephanie, thanks for sharing, and, you know, fabulous. So um, now we're going to move forward to Ryan uh, Nogle. I hope I'm saying it correctly. And Ryan will be offering all kinds of workshops. So, you know, Ryan, uh, are you there? And if so, um, just share with us some of the different things you'll be working with. 
Well, hi, Cindy. Uh, hi. <laughs> most of my workshops are uh, really based around the idea of full engagement. As as you read off earlier, I've got a pretty broad spectrum of things that I will be teaching. Um, some of the things that I'm really interested in have to do with connection with the earth and with our most basic interaction with it, which is food. Uh, obviously, we have a, a gardening workshop. Um, I, we don't have a great opportunity there to get our hands in the dirt, but uh, I do want to kind of walk through the idea with people of growing your own food, especially for people who never have before. Mm-hmm. So uh, just basic techniques in garden planning and kind of looking at the different species that people use. Um, in addition to that, and kind of I, I like to think of it as a bookend, the Cooking with Young workshop that I'm teaching um, kind of teaches the the basic elements of different kinds of cuisine around the world. Uh, it will be a vegetarian-friendly workshop. I do want to do some tasting with people uh, and, and do just a little bit of cooking. We won't have a ton of time since we only have an hour set aside for that, but just to give them a feel of what, different uh, seasonings and spices are used around the world. You know when you've eaten some different new kind of cuisine, you go, hmm, wow, that really tastes delicious. Well, what is it in there that really makes it delicious? I'm yeah. I'm really trying to be a good teacher on this one and, and uh, basically give the students that come uh, an idea that there's something interesting out there to learn and give them kind of the basic tools and let them discover it because, boy, I can't cover all of cooking in an hour, let me tell you. But, you know, I, kn- I know you're going to cover the 12 things that should be in every spice rack. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, we don't have time to do all 12, but could you just name two or three just to give the listeners an idea of what you're going to, you know, share with them? Uh, certainly. Um, you know, the first thing that I think almost everybody recognizes is garlic, and some granulated garlic on your spice shelf is a huge deal in just adding some extra savor to almost every savory dish that you make. Um, another one that might be surprising to some people and perhaps not to others is just a little bit of cayenne pepper. That's one of the most flavorful, uh, concentrated tastes that we can add to our food to give them just a little bit more zing, a little bit more life. It's pretty good stuff for you and, you know, calorie-free and all of that. Um, those are those are a couple examples, and they're used actually in all of the types of cooking that I will be discussing. Great, you know I love to cook, and you know so tonight I was doing a, a Moroccan tangine, and <laughs> I didn't have Ooh. I didn't have all the all you know turmeric. I, I know I had some, I couldn't find it, so I used cumin, <laughs> and I thought you know it's a good thing that I don't. You know, I just create. I use, you know, if a recipe says something, then I'll figure something else out if I don't have it. But, you know, but the basic spices, I mean, if you have the spices, it makes cooking so much easier. You know, and, and, and it allows you to use uh, whatever ingredients are in season and and fresh right. and ready to go and, and add delicious flavors to them. Say, for whatever reason, your garden made a whole bunch of cabbage, for instance. Well, there's a number of different ways that you can use the seasonings and spices I will talk about to make a bunch of different dishes with that as a base. 
Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole radio show just on this, I'll tell you, because so many people are wanting to learn how to cook differently than what they experienced, you know, growing up. And and I think we're seeing a resurgence with people realizing that the fast food is just not the way to go. And, you know, I mean, you know, yes, sometimes we have to do something quickly, but there are so many different things that you can prepare in the kitchen that are quick and healthy and fabulous, you know. Um, so and I, that's I'm just exactly really, my point with this workshop, is yeah. to help get people used to cooking again because we've kind of lost some of that. I, I agree. I agree totally. So, Ryan, what is Introduction to Contact Juggling? <laughs> well, uh, Contact Juggling is a, a movement art form. Um, the primary thing I'll be teaching is using a single sphere, which is the most basic toy, um, and learning to manipulate it in a sophisticated way um, that's entertaining for adults. Everybody recognizes a ball as a toy. But uh, it's kind of hard to describe. I would advise listeners to maybe take a look. I don't have enough time to describe exactly on on YouTube or something along those lines. Um, I don't really have time to describe what it is, but the ball doesn't leave contact with your body. It's rolling around on hands and and arms and shoulders, neck, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And I'll just be teaching how to start uh, getting that done. It's pretty complicated and takes some time. But uh, I think that it's one of those things that allows you to focus really intently on a single point on your body, which is kind of uh, what the component of Zen is for me when I do it. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to describe it. You know, so, and you're also teaching a stretching class? Well, yes. I'm a, I'm a chiropractor. That's my, that's my day job. I do enjoy performing and all that stuff, but... Uh, uh, that's just a basic body awareness type class for people who are uh, do any kind of these performance toys, dance, anything like that, um, and and just getting them aware of how their muscles work and and what to focus on when they're going to partake in a given activity, whatever it may be. You know, that's going to be a pretty Q and A thing, and and for people who spend a lot of time in dance training and stretching and things like that, it may not be uh, the most helpful because it is intended to be a beginner level class, but for people who are just taking up different kinds of movement arts and flow arts, it would be an excellent class to come take and, and learn out, learn a little bit more. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for explaining all of that, and you must have a, you know, to be in the healing field with chiropractic and, and look at the different people's bodies and, you know, and understand how important it is what we eat, what we think, how we move how our bodies are open. I mean, you know, this is just perfect, everything that you're offering. So thank you so much. Um, thank you. Now, and, and, the, and I just have to mention, because Blog Talk only allows us two hours a day in, in recording time, I want to mention that the website is wwwzen dash com, and um, for questions, you can call uh, Kelsey at 816-863-8964, and I'm uh, going to bring it back to uh, Chris and Kelsey. Um, what else would you like to add? I mean, the, the main thing, you know, that I want to, you know, say is that the the components of everything that is being done with the Zen Fest is dance, music, and energy, you know, to reach that Zen state. And um, so what else would you two like to add? Um, well, we want to make sure that uh, anybody who's listening knows that they can use the code SPIRITSEEKER as a discount code on the website and get 10% off any tickets. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so something for all your uh, listeners, a little treat. Um, otherwise... I think you've done a pretty good job of uh, kind of clearing it up and, and uh, definitely getting everybody 
to understand what all is available out there and hopefully let everybody know that there's many different ways to attend your to attain your Zen and definitely a, a lot of different instructors that love to show you the way they do it. Yeah. With over 45 hours or 48 hours, whatever it was, of classes, along with, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's amazing, you know, and you're in the middle of, you know, 168 acres, you know, and I, I do want to mention that you can tent camp or you can rent a cabin bunk. Um, I, I'm assuming they can they can come in for part of it, or do they need to come for all of the, how, do, how does that yeah. part work? We have a, the Saturday and Sunday tickets are forty dollars person. Um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is sixty five, and for Thursday through Sunday it's seventy five for an adult. Yeah, for that an adult. Is just and it's a spirit thinker. You get ten percent off as well. Oh my gosh, you 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 two are offering a beautiful gift for all of us, and you know more than ever this is a time to get your Zen on because you know we have so much astrologically happening, and you know it's it's important because the more we get that Zen state, we affect everyone with whom we come in contact with, and you know I, I love um, you know Chris how you were explaining at the at the beginning, you know I call it I call it karma yoga whether you're doing the dishes or whatever if you can do it in a Zen mindful way then there's a presence, and you know that's what this is all about. It's being more present. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, thank you all, and thank you so much, you know, for, you know, bearing through the storms and coming back this week. And, you know, um, you can find information, once again, at zen-fest.com, zenfest.com with the hyphen in the middle. So thank you all for taking the time to come, and, you know, may you just have a wonderful, wonderful event. And once again, listeners, it's August 1st through 4th. Get to the Midwest. So much is happening, and this is going to be a fabulous event. Okay, well, thank you and namaste, and we'll be back next week hearing about angels from uh, author Diana Cooper. So good night, and thank you all so much. And thank you, Nate, from Behind the Scenes, my producer. Okay, good night, everyone.